you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, I'm Betsy Helmuth, and today we are talking about bedroom beautification. The bedroom is one of the most important rooms in your house because, of course, we all need our sleep. So it's the place where we come to rest, relax do other stuff. So it is so important that it feels like your personal sanctuary. I um, am going to say something controversial as my awesome tip of the day. This is maybe one of the tips that in my class gets the most eyebrow raises, um, a few boos, but I think it's very important. So my awesome tip of the day today is that you should not have pictures of or anything made by people you don't want to make out with in your bedroom. In other words, that cute little picture of your nephew on the nightstand belongs in the living room and not on your nightstand because your nightstand is for you personally or for you and your significant other. So I would prefer that you have pictures of maybe a landscape that you enjoy. Now we're all familiar with those landscapes that you can get at Crate and Barrel with like two people walking on the beach and that feels soothing and it feels romantic, but unless you wanna make out with both of those specific people, I don't want to see images of people in your bedroom. So just keep that in mind because the other day I was working with a lady up in Washington Heights and she had a big painting of a lady above her bed, a lady dancing. She was like, I really love this. It symbolizes freedom. And then in the next sentence, she was telling me how she was trying to attract a significant other and that significant other was of the masculine variety. And I said to her, you know, what is above your bed is what you're drawing into your bedroom. And this is a single lady. If you want to bring a man into your life as well, we need to set this up in a way that um, brings that in. So just think about that when you're designing your room. No pictures of your high school reunion. No quilts made by your grandma over your bed. Only things made by or pictures of people you want to make out with. Or if you don't want to make out with anybody, because I'm totally down with that too, then just things that are soothing to you. Landscapes, colors, graphics, patterns. Love that. So let's dive right in with our first listener question because Sharice is having issues in her bedroom. Let's talk about it. Hi, Betsy. My name is Sharice, and um, um, right now I'm putting together my apartment. And um, 
I wanted to know what colors should I use. My bedroom, I wanted it gray, one wall gray, but I wanted it more like a more upscale kind of look, a more luxurious, hotel-y, comfy feeling. So I just didn't want just gray on that one wall. I wanted was to mix different colors of gray to make it a little bit more softer. So my question is, what colors should I use for my bedroom to make like really luxurious? All right, so I really do feel that it is so important to have that luxurious feel in a bedroom and my clients tell me time and time again they want it to feel like a hotel. I get it. I want it to feel like a hotel too, but a hotel that's personal because hotels can be so general they're meant to appeal to everyone and i want this to really reflect you so let's talk about luxury in a personal way first of all you're saying that you have gray wall paint which is just intrinsically cold and in a bedroom i want to feel warm i want to feel cozy so i'm fine with your gray accent wall even though you know how i feel about accident walls um go back to one of the previous episodes on paint or of course you can go to my website and watch the segment i had on the today show with kathy lee and hoda accident walls but i'm going to overlook that sharice and we're going to talk about what you can do to warm up this gray i would highly recommend getting some removable wallpaper because putting on a wallpaper is different from a paint in that it has a lot more personality but it also brings that hotel kind of posh feel and the good thing about these removable wallpapers is they just peel right off leaving no residue and they're super easy to put up a few places where you can buy this cb2 wall candy arts is one of my favorites because they have really fun patterns and prints and then of course the sticker wall company so those are my three favorites for removable wallpaper and i think that will instantly give a great look and i typically recommend the wallpaper treatment behind the headboard because the bed is really the star of the show in a bedroom speaking of the wall behind the bed the other thing to keep in mind when you're selecting this wallpaper is you want something unisex that is if you're trying to appeal to the other sex but even if you're not trying to appeal to the other sex even if it's just your personal boudoir or you have a same-sex relationship i do think it's important to not have an overly feminine or of course an overly masculine bedroom i think balancing it with both vibes creates a more interesting complex and optimally hotel type feel because that's what we're looking for with this question right Charisse? so what i recommend is maybe going for a blue which really appeals to all sexes and most people it is the most popular color in the western hemisphere fyi i like a teal especially if you're going to do the wallpaper maybe a teal damask would be really nice it's just a universal print that appeals to a lot of people versus a floral which gets a little bit feminine or a stripe which can be a little bit cold or kind of kids room so think about unisex decor when you're creating that boudoir and let's also talk about getting a hotel feel through lighting because what's behind or around the bed can really create that magical feel as well. So I recommend using wall lamps if you're trying to get a hotel look. Wall lamps are lights that attach to the wall with a screw um, or a nail. And I like the ones that have a cord cover. In other words, the ones that aren't hardwired. That means you don't have to get an electrician. Anyone who can hang a picture can hang a wall lamp because it's got a cord that comes down. It will go behind the nightstand. And typically it has a cord cover that's covered in a metal material so you don't see a plastic wiggly cord. You see a firm piece of metal that disguises it beautifully. The thing I like about wall lamps is they leave your nightstand completely free for cell phones, alarm clocks, books, water. But the other thing I like is that they frame the bed so nicely. So it just creates that formal look that we're going for. Um, very W Hotel, don't you think? 
Now let's talk about bedding. Let's keep it real. The bedroom is all about the bed. It's not only typically the biggest piece of furniture in that room, it's the focal point, so it needs to look luxurious as well. That means that the thing on top needs to be kind of high-end. I spend a little bit of money on the thing that's on top. There's two different things you could have on top of your bed. Well, there's lots of different things, but but in terms of bedding, uh, the first thing is a blanket, which is flat and doesn't have anything stuffed inside. Sometimes it's quilted. Um, it's a lighter weight thing, but it's also less luxurious looking. So I prefer if you're going for a hotel feel and look to get something squishier, i.e. a comforter with a duvet on top. So the comforter can be from wherever you like because it's inside the duvet, but the duvet needs to be a little interesting. By interesting, I mean moderately expensive. Um, by moderately expensive, I mean $100. And the other thing I would recommend is it would have a texture because when I pull that duvet out of the dryer, I do not want it to look wrinkly. And goodness knows I am not ironing my duvet. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to throw it on my bed and have it look beautiful. And anything with texture will automatically disguise the wrinkles that may or may not be there. So that's what I put on top of the bed. Now let's talk about what's under the duvet. What's under the duvet is a fabulous sheet set. Now I actually don't care about thread count. Everybody's always asking me and I'm like, I don't care. Pick something that you like, just make sure that it's white. I only use white sheets. If I had a mantra, it would be foundation of white sheets. I know, I know. Uh, I'm tempted to tell you a little TMI right now. It's not the right section. Okay, I'm just going to do it. I don't think my mother-in-law listens to this podcast. Um, thank God, because she would hear me say that she got us this beautiful, speaking of luxury, sheet set for our wedding. And it was from Macy's. I'm sure it was very expensive. It was Ralph Lauren. And they actually feel amazing, but they are brown. First of all, I'm not going to use any sheets for my mother-in-law just because, you know, we don't want to go there on our bed. But I'd love it on a guest bed. I would love it, you know, on my children's bed. The only issue is it's brown. I use a foundation of white sheets. That's my mantra, remember? So they are in our closet and I will use them for guests. They're wonderful. My husband actually prefers them, but white sheets. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Foundation of white sheets. So that's another way to get a great hotel look. And like I said, I get mine on overstock.com. I prefer the wrinkle-free sheet sets because again, I don't iron. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. 
And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. All right, let's move on to the next caller. Hi, my name is Lorraine, and my teenage daughter has requested to redesign her room. The one thing she would really like to do is put her twin bed in the corner with the foot of the bed coming out into the room. That would give her space around her closet and free up space in the bedroom. What should we put in, on either side of the bed now that it will be in the corner? Great question. So I'm assuming, Lorraine, that by the corner you mean that her bed is on a diagonal. Based on your question, that's kind of what I'm hearing. If it's not the case, feel free to send me another audio file with uh, a clarification. But I do see people wanting to put beds on a diagonal in the corner in several instances, and there's pros and cons, so let me work this out with you. So the pro is that the diagonal is the longest line in any room. So putting a piece of furniture on the diagonal automatically lengthens your room and makes it more visually interesting because when everything's just pushed against walls, it can feel static, claustrophobic. Having an item that has air around it on that diagonal can make the room have a better flow and be more visually appealing. The problem is that there's a lot of negative space back there behind the headboard. Negative space means space we can't use. So there's a couple things I would think about. The first thing for your daughter is she must have a headboard on her bed, else it becomes a pillow trap, right? All those pillows are going to fall back there into our negative space. The other issue with putting the bed on a diagonal is that it eats up a lot of space in your room. Now, you guys are from the South, so I'm sure you have a bigger bedroom than most of us have out here in New York City. So I don't think that's a problem for you. Good for you. Feel free to rub that in, Lorraine. Big house, big house. And the other issue I have with putting your bed on a diagonal is the space that's left on either side, because typically on either side, we'd like a nightstand, right? Now, in a kid's room, I don't put two nightstands uh, on either side of the bed, just because nobody's joining them, ideally. Oh goodness, this is taking a, a turn. Um, so I only put a nightstand on one side. And when you put the bed on a diagonal, you're left with a triangle on each side. Work with me here. Like if you envision the bed on each side, you're left with a space that is a triangle. Normally, if you put the headboard against the wall, you're left with a space on each side that is somewhat of a square or rectilinear shape. When you have that triangle, it's really hard to fit a square nightstand in there without leaving a lot of negative space behind the nightstand. And we want the nightstand to be close to your head when you're in bed so you can reach over, grab your water, easily reach over, set your book down. So I recommend something circular on the side when you do your nightstand and um, something with some storage because circular uh, side tables are typically smaller, especially if you want to tuck it in there next to the headboard, which ideally you would for the aforementioned reasons. So... Uh, uh, I like 18 inches round personally, especially for a kid's room. She doesn't have that much stuff, right? No cell phones. I guess kids do have cell phones. Oh my goodness. Times have changed. Times have changed. And of course, on top, you'll put a lamp because in this scenario, you cannot do wall lamps because the wall is not truly behind the bed. It makes a corner, kind of an apex. So any wall lamps would be on the side, kind of freakishly poking in towards the bed. Not ideal. So just stick with a lamp on top of that nightstand. And let's see, what else? I think that's about it. But my last concern, can you tell that I have a lot of cons with this bed on a diagonal? But if she likes it, I say go for it. Um, buck the trend, buck the trend. The other con is that it's really hard to do art back there 
because the wall again is a triangular shape so you don't really have one piece above the headboard and if you put a piece on either wall that's kind of facing each other you lose the impact of the visual when you walk in so i would recommend making the bedding more interesting because we don't really have opportunities for art behind the bed so there we go get a duvet with a pattern but of course we're using a foundation of white sheets so thanks so much lorraine and now it's time for me to reveal a little design tmi when creating a luxurious look we want to think about the bed as i said before the bedroom is all about the bed when i bought a bed i had moved into our apartment and we really didn't know how long we were going to be there six months maybe a year five years later right we're still there no intentions on moving anytime soon but when I was buying the bed, I wanted to go for something affordable because I didn't know if I was going to take it with me. I'm like, ugh, let's just get something affordable that works for now. So I got a bed for $350 on overstock.com, $3 shipping. What? What? An entire bed ships for three bucks? You're welcome. But I got a wood bed, which I really um, regret in retrospect for several reasons. This is why I'm always trying to push my clients to get an upholstered bed. Reason one. When my husband walks around our bed, because in New York City, a lot of our bedrooms are small, he's constantly hitting his shin on the wood bed frame at the bottom, and he's constantly cursing and saying, I hate this damn bed. So I wish it were upholstered so that way when he hits his shin, it wouldn't hurt so bad and he'd cuss less. But the main reason why I want an upholstered bed is because a bedroom is often a wood factory. If your headboard is wood, it just exacerbates the problem. What I mean by wood factory is a bedroom has nightstands and typically those nightstands are wood. They're rarely metal or acrylic or a different texture. So flanking the bed, you have wood. And then typically across from the bed, we got some wood with a dresser or an armoire. Now, you know, my husband being a comedy writer, there's lots of innuendo here, but I'm just talking about materials. So there's a lot of wood in a bedroom and I recommend an upholstered headboard because it offsets all of that kind of dominating material and add some softness and some texture. So in retrospect, I would have gotten an upholstered bed and they have really affordable ones on Overstock. They have ones for like $400 with $3 shipping. Overstock, feel free to sponsor my podcast at any time. So there we go. That's a regret and um, I'm really tempted to buy a new bed. There we are. I'll see you next time. So guys, if you have a question, feel free to look for me at affordableinteriordesign.com and you can send a voice memo or an email question to betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S. 
links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. Follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.